mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Do you want me to say in the quarantine? In the quarantine, this is our life now. We're going to be here for at least another year. Yeah. And I've gotten used to it. Me too. You know? I'm fine with it. Well, actually, I'm not completely fine because I do have to do a lot more work than I did before. But, you know, doing what I need to do. I'm not doing what I need to do. But, like, I aspire to have that energy. Well, other people, like, count on me for the other stuff. So, like, that's why I have to do it. See, this is why I need a dog. Maybe (laughs) I need, like, maybe I need that. I need other people counting on me to, like, do stuff. Yeah. Speaking of you counting on me, I've got, I'll do the stuff that I said I was going to do for you. 
the presentation, the slides, the screenshots mm-hmm. I sent you. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. you. She got it. She got it. Um, welcome to Don't Blame Me, guys. This is an advice podcast where you call in, you leave us voicemails, tell us about the shit that's going on in your life, and we do our very best to help you out. The advice that we give is um, from our hearts, from our souls, from <laughs> I the don't cold have a heart, from the cold <laughs> dead abyss of the cavity that is my body. <laughs> um, and we are not professionals by any means. We're not therapists, though we do preach therapy. We're the friends you go to when. You want the honest truth. We uh, we we don't hold back. We don't sugarcoat. And um, if you are upset by that, it's the title is "Don't Blame Me." So can't sue us. <laughs> and my, like, I mean, anyone can sue for anything, but you'll just be like Trump and not oh. be successful and embarrass yourself. <laughs> Truly, the most embarrassing thing ever. Um, and my fantastic producer, co-host. And uh, glue to my glitter is Melissa DeMonts. Hello. And Greetings. If, you're watching, if you're watching the video, you can see the waves. The nice little waves we're giving. Our videos are on Patreon if you want to watch the video version of this podcast. But you're listening to it right now. So maybe you'll switch over and listen, watch the video. Maybe, you know, what usually happens is people hear the first call and they're like, oh, man, I need to know what their reactions are. And you can see our faces mm-hmm. over on there. So the phone number, if you want to call us, is 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We ask that you write out your call beforehand and then you read it. It's super condensed and really easy for uh, you to get the the message you want to get across and make sure you don't leave out any important details. And we just will bow down, sing your praises. If you do that, make sure it's under three minutes long. And if you're 18, uh, you're solid. But if you're under 18, make sure you have your parents' permission before you call in. And um, yeah, what's new with you? Uh, you know, working, working nine the, to five, the midnight oil. um yeah working and uh you know adopting georgia have you adopted georgia (gasps) no you need to you should go adopt georgia um you know i'm opening a tab for this runoff election that they're having and you know if you live in georgia get out vote for ossoff and warnock and if you don't live in Georgia, you can still volunteer to do like phone banking. You can adopt the state. You can donate funds to help with the runoff. But also, if you're 17 and turning 18 before the January. election in January, you can still register and vote. So that's what I'm passionate about right now. And we can and you can do text banking, too, if phone mm-hmm. calls are not something that you're comfortable doing. Text banking is a great way to do it too. When you first said, "If you're in Georgia, get out," and I was like, and period. <laughs> like, "I was like, if you're in Georgia, get out and vote." <laughs> yes, it was and just... vote. No, stay. No, if stay. you're in Georgia, stay. Stay, Georgia. You're doing. You're doing. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing fucking amazing. We're all so proud of you, and we're there with you. In mm-hmm. you know, I saw that follow this guy on Twitter who was like, I don't have a job. Should I just like move to Florida for like the next couple of months? And I was like, well, fucking facts on the ground. Yeah. Fucking getting shit done. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's what never about over. You? What's new with you? You got a new show. 
I do. I have a show coming out on Food Network Kitchen, the Food Network Kitchen app. It comes out on uh, November 17th. So it's out now. It's out now. And all the episodes um, drop at once so you can binge it. The show is called Just Ask the Baker and it's, you know, uh, baking. And then there's like a little bit of combo uh, of advice thrown in there. So listeners, you might like it, though I do want to give you a warning beforehand. Uh, Food Network is a family channel, so there is no swearing. There was swearing on the day, uh, accidentally, obviously, but that is not in the final. It was cut around. Yeah. Well, also, it's not like because like the whole thing's like live streamed, like when we like are shooting in like COVID times, like it's live streamed, like everybody uh, at home. And Mm. so like I you know, like I can't, most of the time people are watching it. They would like be casting it to their TV and then working on their like desktop um, or working on their laptop if they didn't have like a double monitor system. But like, I was like, I can't swear because like, I'm literally being projected into like the fam, like the family mm. homes of these people. And they have like the kids children. who they're doing home learning and all of that. And I was like, everyone means watching me. They should put so. on headphones. <laughs> true, 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 true. But you know, I've, I'm, I am very familiar with a hot mic. So I've gotten a lot better at it. I I I am. It's because I got one of my my ex boyfriend and I started dating because I was talking about how hot he was on a fucking hot mic and he was on the crew and heard me and I looked up and all of the crew was looking at me like and they were all like my older brothers and they were like so excited and then I was like and he was like being all like bashful and I was like oh fuck. So I learned my lesson. Wow, Megan. What a story. I've learned so many new facts about you today. I'm, just when I think that I know everything. There's just... so much more to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's an enigma wrapped in wrapped a riddle. In a... Mm-hmm. And if you add in diamonds. Then, then that that's is Erica Jane. Erica Jane. Anything else or should we uh, hop Let's... in to our update? Hop, hop, hippity, hop, hop, hop. Let's get to our update. Okay, so yeah, I'm giving an update from, I think it was like season six, episode two. And I was worried about making friends in college uh, during the pandemic. Um, And so my school did not end up going completely online. They went for like a mixed instruction. Um, However, my school or like my classes are all online but I still decided to live in the dorms um, just because, you know, I thought it would be hard to find a quiet place to like take tests and stuff in my house. So and I just wanted to get out. <laughs> um, it, I did struggle making this decision because I thought it might be like a, re- a little reckless. I mean, I am using like a communal bathroom and stuff like that. Um, but I just decided to go with it. Um, and we do get tested like every week. And um, so I haven't gotten gotten it yet Mm -hmm. and I am being saved so no worries there (laughs) um but I have met this like really nice and funny group of people here um I'm starting to like figure out more of like who I am which I didn't really do in high school I kind of was just like all about work (laughs) in high school um yeah so this experience has been like really nice so far um but that being said I still struggle with some anxiety around these other people um and like every now and then I just like have a bad day where I think like no one actually likes me and like you know they're all trying to avoid me or whatever which I know isn't true but I can't stop feeling like that yeah um 
and my family does have a history of like anxiety and stuff. So, um, it's not like mental health is like a taboo topic in my family. Um, however, like I kind of feel like since my sister has had much more like intense struggles with mental health, I can't, I don't really want to like burden them with what I feel like isn't as big of a deal. Um, but like lately I've started to feel like, you know, help would like going to therapy or something would just make life easier. And there's really no reason not to, but I'm just not really sure how to approach it with my um, family with this history with my sister and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's, that's about it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some, I mean, hello. I literally relate all the time. I'm like, do, uh, does everybody hate me? And it's hard because it, you have that, you essentially have to like, what you're doing is therapizing yourself and like trying to tell yourself like, oh no, blah, blah, blah. This, this doesn't feel like this, like this, not this. And as my therapist has said, um, cause I was very hesitant to go to therapy. I'm like, I'm a fixer. Like I'm a solve. I'm like, I don't even want anyone to help me do anything. Like I'm like, I'm just going to get my shit done and do my own shit. I've always been really independent. And she like had told me and she was like, well, here's the thing. Like if you could figure out how to do this, like you would have, like you don't want to feel like this and you are so stubborn and so determined. Like if there was an answer that like lied in you, you would already have it and you, and you don't, and that's okay. And I mean, obviously like we don't know your family or anything like that, but I think like when we compare our mental health struggles to other people's. Cause like, that was a huge thing that was like stopping me from getting the help. Cause I was like, Oh my God, other people have it so much worse, but also other people have it a lot better too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I'm like, Oh, it's not this, like either you're on, it, it's not, it's, I wouldn't even really call it like a spectrum. Like there are people who are, I mean, I wouldn't call it so black and white of people who like have mental health problems and people who don't like, there, people have mental health problems like it it ebbs and flows and also because like most of the time they're they're like a lot of the time like shorts they're situational but there are some things like my brain chemistry is just fucking different and there are going to be times in my life where I'm better than I've been and there are times going to be worse than I've been but the the comparison stuff can get really hard because I I can totally see like I have friends who are like siblings who have the same kind of mentality of like well I don't want to burden parents with like any more and that kind of stuff but I I mean I think the 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 thing that can be really like learned and taught from when uh mental health is not like a taboo subject in a family and it's been something a family's been through before is like a family knows how to handle it and like a family like knows how to have those conversations and it makes it like it makes it something where it's like oh we can talk about this like this is something we've been through before and like we can we can work on it and uh, it's there's never a time in which like your mental health is ever a burden and that's anxiety talking, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the anxiety part of your where it's like, well, I feel I, I don't want to like add any more things onto this, but also it's hereditary. So like, I think of like, when I think of like me eventually having kids, I'm, I mean, it's fucking inevitable. It's inevitable. They're going to have some fucking shit going on upstairs, like something like, and it can be, I mean, I can't imagine how hard it is when, you have like a close relationship with your family and you're trying to, you know, explain that kind of stuff too. But I mean, we, we love therapy here. We do. Do, Does your school have a program there where you can go and like it, Um, they have like in your health center that you can go to therapy? They do. However, like I'm still on, um, like they, I think they incorporate it with like their own like insurance plan thing. So I'm Mm -hmm. still on like my parents' insurance. So I need, I, I'd still have to like talk to my parents about it, which I should anyways, but I think 
my issue is I just, I don't know, I don't like attention on me like all at once. So like telling them, I just know it's going to make me feel like weird. So I don't know. Do you have any tips about like approaching that conversation? It depends on what you're looking like, If you're just being like, hey, um, I, uh, I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety and stuff right now. And part of this anxiety is I don't really want to talk about it. I just kind of like really want to go to therapy and I'm having like, I'm feeling uh, irrationally feeling like, because like my sister has all of that other stuff that she's gone through that I don't really have like a right to feel like this, but like, I know that I do. And I know I should talk to someone about this in therapy. And I'm essentially just like word vomiting this text message to you because I'm letting you know, I'm going to go see the psych, see the therapist or like the school counselor about it. And I am not really in a place where I want to talk about it you right now but like i just want to let you know where i'm at and i will check back in with you when i can talk about this again mm-hmm. and i love you yeah anything else um i think that was it thanks guys thank <laughs> of you of course amazing we love it we love an mm-hmm. update we love an update that involves more of us saying hey go to therapy yeah i think this one will be helpful for everyone because i think this is like probably the most relatable like call that mm-hmm. we've had you know yeah as of late not that everyone can't relate to like you know like oops i like i am in love with a man who accidentally killed somebody (laughs) (laughs) or like i fucked my stepbrother (laughs) like actually apparently that one's a little more relatable than we thought i always knew you always knew you always knew you always knew about that alabama type and you were looking at me like this (laughs) isn't a thing and i was like yeah it is Ugh. Okay. All right. Let's get into the first call. Um, Hi, Megan and Melissa. Love the podcast. I'm calling because I'm 21 and just moved back to New York after living at home for six months. And my best friend from when I started college randomly stopped talking to me. I know that he's trying to date this girl who told him that she does not want a relationship, but they can stay friends. But I found out that all the things that he used to do with uh, me, he now does with her. So I just feel pretty replaced by this girl. Um, but we haven't really talked since I got back to New York. And we used to do everything together and be so close. And when we were in private, he would imply things that kind of suggested that he was into me, but I never said anything about it because I didn't really see it as a problem. So we just never talked about it. Um, and he really put a lot of effort into keeping in contact with me before we both moved back to New York. He toured apartments for me, picked up keys, helped me move. Um, the only time he's actually talked to me, though, since I have been back was two weeks ago when he was drunk. And he pulled me aside and went on this whole rant about how he's been in love with me for all these years and how it's always been about me and it'll always be about me um, and how he missed me so much. But ever since then, like, I've tried reaching out and he keeps making excuses and is talking to me in a way that's way colder than he usually is, like, over text. And every time I see him, he just, like, won't look at me or talk to me. And I really know I should move on and just not talk to him because he's being such an asshole. But I feel really hurt and I miss him because he's also one of my best friends. Also, I think I'm starting to realize that I also have feelings for him, but I just feel like it's too late. So, any advice would be really appreciated because this is a really stressful situation and I'm really sad because I feel like I lost my best friend but also like I would love to talk to him about this and he just is not down for it so yeah would love the advice thank you as we were going through this call as you were speaking 
we were just like one step ahead of you. We knew where <laughs> everything was going. <laughs> he's in love. He's in love with you. He's always been in love with you. Clearly, mm-hmm. he has feelings. So, I think the thing is, is that he's being cold to you because he admitted his feelings for you, and you didn't really say anything back in return. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she doesn't feel anything for me so I'm gonna move on with my life and the only way I can move on is by cutting her off and and so like and then you saying that you think you have feelings for him do you actually have feelings for him or is it because he's not there now and you missed that time that you had with Mm -hmm. him I would like to know how you felt about like the other girls that he dated like I understand missing a friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will also say like when it's like, oh, like all the things that we used to together, he like now does with his girlfriend. That that's not a thing. Like, (laughs) like that's not like a friendship thing. Like you don't replace a friend. Like that's just no. Because they were like low key dating. Exactly. She didn't realize it. So if you felt um, like it, think back to like that time and or like any girls that he's dated, have you disliked the girls that he's dated? Like, have you disliked them? Like, have you not thought that they like are good together or whatever? Because then that is like, you know, projecting onto them that like you want to be them versus like the, oh, I miss my friend, but I'm happy. I'm super happy for him. Like I miss him a little bit, but like, it does seem like there's a little more animosity there, which leads me to believe that like you might have real like feelings for him. Um, but you have to tell him and you can't like he put himself out there and then you essentially rejected him and he like is like doesn't he's trying to get over you so like Mm -hmm. you can't expect this to be uh (laughs) kind of like a really smooth way for you to reveal your feelings like he's not gonna really want to i can see he probably doesn't want to hang out with you he doesn't really want to talk to you so like you might just have to fucking text him and say hey i have feelings for you. I need to talk to you about it. Like he might just be fucking ignoring everything that you're saying because like he doesn't want to hang out with you. And so like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to set up the perfect circumstance to tell him this, like you might not get to, but you also have to recognize like, do you, yeah, like you said, do you like him or do you like the attention and do you miss that attention? I think like there can be times where it's like, oh, wow, I had no idea that I had feelings for you. Like, I've had that before where you just, like, don't have a fucking clue. But I would also ask, like, your mutual friends or people in your life. And if you're, like... Because, like, every time I've, like, fallen for someone, like, my friends are the ones who are, like, you you fucking like them. And I'm, like, oh, I do? Oh, shit. Okay. And so I would ask them, like, do I really have feelings for him? Like, is this... Is this it? But if you... If you don't and you're not sure... You just need to like let him mm-hmm. live his life and like let him get over you. And he's not being an asshole. Like he's protecting himself he's pro- yep. and trying to get over you. And that doesn't make him a bad person at all. And expecting someone who like confesses their love for you to be okay with like going back to doing essentially what you described is that you guys were dating and then going back to that, like the platonic dating and everything being fine. Like that's, that's impossible. That's not, and it's not fair or nice to him at all, but 
figure out how you feel and figure out how you fucking feel before you tell him. Because mm-hmm. like if you just are like, oh, no, I like you. And then like picture making out with him. Can you picture having sex with him? Like, does that make you go? Ugh! Or are you like, I'm down. Like, what does that make you feel? Because right. like that's, I mean, the way that I can like, you know, you can tell of like, am I sicked out by the idea of seeing you naked? Mm hmm. Like, is you inside of me, like, making my skin crawl? Like, or am I, like, I could fucking do that. Can I flick the bean to an image of you? You know? Yeah. Figure that out before you tell him. Figure it out before you tell him. And if you figure it out and you don't have any sexual desires or any desires to be with him in any way beyond friendship, then you just got to let him go. Yeah. Oh, I should also clarify that's if you are sexually attracted to people in general. That's why I changed it to like, yeah. or being with him in any other way other yeah. than friendship. Yeah. If that's not something that you are, if you're yeah. on the ace spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's that, that kind of a thing. You know, I do hope that you guys like each other. That would be sweet. It's very rom com. So cute. Give us an update. We would love to know. Mm-hmm. We can make our own Hallmark movie about it. <laughs> or just like watch any Hallmark movie and it's, a, it's already been told. <laughs> Truly. Except she doesn't own it. We, do you own an inn? Is he a lumberjack? Is, did he go away to the big city and then came back? <laughs> <laughs> he was a he was a big corporate man. And all he wanted to do was burn down the whole town to build skyscrapers. And then he met the lady from the inn who showed him the true meaning of Christmas. And he met an old man on the side of the road who he thought was just a homeless man. And instead, oh, no, he figures out it's actually Santa. <laughs> it's literally every fucking one of them. And I still yeah. watch them all. <laughs> all um, right. Ready? Mm hmm. Uh, hi, Megan and Melissa, big fan of the podcast. FYI, I am an Aries sun, a Leo moon, and I'm Gem- Gemini rising. Um, so I began working with this company last year as a social media manager, and due to COVID, their business had to like become like an online business, as a lot of businesses are. So I was kind of leading that like transition and like kind of helping making like a new subdivision of this small business. I'm a college student, by the way. Um, And last June, like in June 2020, I actually left the job because uh, my boss was kind of getting a little like too much and I just couldn't like give like the proper time commitment and like I just couldn't really handle working with her much anymore. Uh, And then so she hired other people. And then in August, she asked me to come back as a consultant because like, I feel like that's something that, like, a lot of people do that, um, like, when you leave a job, you say, like, oh, hey, I'll consult. So I did that, except she kind of took it as I'll come on as, like, whatever job I was doing before, except now she's not paying me anymore. <laughs> and that was the most brutal month of my life, especially, like, trying to navigate online school and stuff. Um, and I was working with, like, my coworkers, and we all were kind of, like, in agreement that, like, this was not like well. Um, so what actually ended up happening is we ended up me and my coworker ended up quitting together. Um, and as soon as we quit, um, one of my friends who's still there, she got my job and I like, got promoted. So like good for her. Um, but my boss started like spreading 
lies and like started kind of gossiping with the other coworkers about me, like specifically me and kind of like making it like all my fault. Be like, oh, I'm the reason why um, my coworker left and like making up a lot of this stuff. And like, I just don't know how to handle it. And like, I know like I'm not in the company anymore and like, I don't really need to like be in that realm anymore. But like, I guess it just like hurts with the fact that like, this is happening behind my back. Um, any advice you guys can give, that'd be great. Once again, love the podcast. Bye. People consult, and I don't say this as like a knock to you at all, like to like your boss. Like the reason why people quit jobs and then consult is like you get paid more money. You get paid more money to consult. <laughs> like, so she essentially, like your boss essentially went from like, she was like, oh, you have a paying job and now I'm going to give you an internship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, this is fucking annoying as shit. Um, I, I think like it can be, especially cause like, yeah, fuck, you're like a fucking college student. So you still have to deal with a lot of, I mean, we always have to deal with, um, authoritative figures in our life or whatever but especially like in co- like that's such a manipulative sort of fucking thing and then to like talk shit about you like that's the age of which like you still have teachers and shit and it's essentially like a teacher talk you know what I mean like that same mm-hmm. sort of dynamic like not like that's just like it's so gross and like manipulative and like ugh. and I'm assuming you found out because your other coworkers told you yeah and like that again, I'm assuming that like you had your other coworker quit with you at like the same time. And like, it sounds like, you know, you're happy for the one who got promoted and you guys mm-hmm. are close. So it doesn't sound like whatever your ex boss is saying is getting to that. Do you know what I mean? Like it says it's right. not tarnishing your image in anybody else's mind. Like the only thing it's doing is make, making her look worse and making her look bad. Um, but you've got a lot of um, <laughs> fire in you and your chart and so I feel like you just want to tell her off. And if you want, like, if you want to send a strongly, if you want to pull like a, you know, a strongly worded email out and like say that, but at the same time, like, then like, that's like, you know, through the other coworkers and all of that, I would just like tell them to stop telling you about it or make a voodoo doll of her. I had, when I left, um, this was like, my first professional job in the entertainment industry, I was working as a receptionist of a production company and then I got a better job and I like sent my boss an email saying, Hey, I'm leaving, you know, given two weeks notice mm-hmm. because she was based in New York. So it wasn't like I could like go and tell her in person immediately after I sent her the email, she sends the other receptionist an email and says, Melissa really fucked you over, didn't she? And then sends me, and then she sends me an email that says, oh my gosh, congratulations. I'm so, and she like didn't think that the other other girl was going to tell me. Do they not understand collective trauma? Do Collective trauma, we were getting underpaid for this job. Like, it was no one's, like, end goal to be working at this job. Also, like, I mean, like, end goal to be working in this position. Like, I'm getting, I'm moving. Like, you don't, you're not 
a receptionist forever at this company. Like, what did you expect from me? And I gave you two weeks notice. And I didn't have to do that because they were ready for me to like start that day. I was being courteous. Mm -hmm. And so like these people that are in these type of positions, I've been in so many positions where I wasn't like, the boss i was very much like low on the totem pole and it's a power trip like they do it to show dominance to show power because it's not about you it's about the next person that's in line they're trying to get them in lines like if you leave this is going to happen to you i'm Mm -hmm. gonna sit here and talk shit about you it's like we're 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 a family even though like you're not a family we're a family and if you leave the family then fuck you And so it's not about you. It's about her asserting her dominance over everyone else that works there. And I've like made it a point never to be that person. Well, you're right. It's exactly. It's like a manipulation tactic. Mm -hmm. It's like when you get a new friend and they start talking shit about like someone else that like, or like in a friend circle and someone starts talking shit about like another one of your friends. And it's like, oh, you probably do that about me. Like, Mm -hmm. Or like now I'm afraid to like say anything because like I know that this is how you feel and like I don't trust you to then not turn around and do this exact same fucking thing to me. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's like it's so not about you. It is like a if you leave me, this is like these are the consequences. Like I'm going to talk about this about like talk like this about you. Ugh. Just know it's not about you and tell your coworkers to or former coworkers to stop repeat it back to you. Yeah, it's just not worth it because all you're going to want to do is like confront her and all mm-hmm. that will do is. And I mean, that's a really good incentive for your for your coworkers not to tell you because you're like, here's the thing. If you keep telling me like, I'm going to cuss her out, like I'm going to like bitch her and fucking she'll out. she'll know where it came from. Yeah. And so like you need to stop telling me because like all of the information you're giving me is fueling my anger towards her. And if I unleash that, then she knows who told me. Mm-hmm. So, ugh, but that is fucking frustrating and fucking annoying especially being a college student on top of it yeah you don't need that drama there's Leave better things strongly okay. worded glass door review yeah those are fun to look at if you've ever like been here like oh i just love it i love them moths and i will do that sometimes we'll do dramatic readings of also uh dm me because i know somebody that's looking for somebody to run their social media stuff actually i forgot about that okay guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, 
tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there. I'll, and, and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, everybody, we are back from our break and let's get into the rest of the calls. Hey, Megan and Melissa. First off, I love your podcast. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. So my family expects me to come home for Christmas this year. Um, the main problem being we're in a fucking pandemic. Um, I'm currently in school and I tutor remotely. So they know like I could come home. Like there's no like work keeping me here. Um, for context, my family is like super conservative, fully drinking the Trump Kool-Aid. I once made the mistake of saying I like to watch John Oliver with my boyfriend and my aunt threw a peanut from her mouth at my head, um, full on crazy. So they don't wear masks. They believe it's like not that bad. And they also think that living in a rural town makes them safe. Um, my mom recently told me they went to Costco and my dad just couldn't wear a mask. So he took it off and just walked around Costco without a mask on. Um, he had asthma and he blames it on that. But I looked it up and it says that only if you have like extremely severe asthma, you can wear a mask. So he has no excuse other than just being ignorant. Um, next is my sister. She is currently in college and she's just at the phase where she wants to like party and have fun. Um, I see on Snapchat all the time that she's at like a different party at least once a week, just with so many people, not at all socially distancing. And I've talked to her about it and she said, quote unquote, if I get it, I get it, uh, which is infuriating. Um, I've told her multiple times it's more about her giving it to someone else than her getting it, even though it is very serious that she gets it. Um, so I just don't know how to like tell my parents, like, nah, I don't want to come home for Christmas. They're just going to make it like a political thing because unfortunately this pandemic has been politicized. So my main question is like, how do I have a conversation with my parents when they just don't want to listen to me and they don't believe what I believe. Um, it's just so unbelievably frustrating. Um, thanks so much. Have a great day. Okay. So I myself am not going home for the holidays and my parents, I mean, they haven't been perfect as I've said <laughs> on this podcast. They've not been perfect when it comes to staying at home and not being with friends and things but like for the most part they and, and they wear masks out and it's not from an ignorance like yes. standpoint mm -hmm. it's from like you know uh older people standpoint yes and so <laughs> they begged me for the longest time like come home well you can quarantine you can stay upstairs for 14 days and i was like that's not going to happen. My nieces and nephews are going to come to in the room. Like, it's not going to happen. Also, I don't feel safe flying on a plane with the air circulating. Um, I um, also have a respiratory con uh, condition. So, like, I'm high risk as it is anyway. So, I'm not going home. And I told them, I was like, I know this for you, caller, this is more difficult for you to explain to them. And, like, my Every time I get on the phone with my parents, they're like, you, we want you to come home. It'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. 
And I told them, I was like, if you love me, then you'd stop telling me to to come home. Because what you're doing is that you're putting me in danger. You want to put me in danger. And then I'm not like, that's not cool. And then on top of that, I love you guys too much to put you in danger. Now I know that's not the same situation for you because your parents don't think that this essentially exists. But I would just, you know, just put your foot down and just say, I'm not coming. And what are they going to do? Show up to where you are? No. Like, if you don't come, you don't come. And they can be mad at you. But guess what? You'd rather them be mad at you than for somebody to die. Yeah. How much do you like your parents? (laughs) Like, how much do you love your family? Because I think there's also, like, this is a trying time for, like, a lot of uh, people and, like, Trump's America has brought out the absolute like worst in people. And um, I've had a couple of conversations with people in like DMs and stuff who have family members who are very much fully in it. And like the only thing that like there is to do and like what professionals have said, it's like it's cult deprogramming. That's mm-hmm. what you have to put people through to get um, out of this. And like that's there are professionals who do cult deprogramming. Like that's not the responsibility of like a kid, um, not even, I don't mean like you are like a child, but like it's not responsibility of their child. And also it's no one's responsibility to do that. Like that is something that uh, is fucking, <laughs> so fucking hard. And I think that obviously like families and relationships vary person to person, but you are thinking a lot about how they are thinking of you and they're not thinking of you Mm -hmm. like you're concerned about their like you don't want to upset them you don't want x y and z and like i understand like not wanting to cause most of the time when people don't want to cause in these situations when you clearly are on the right side of history a lot of time people don't want to have those conversations uh, about this stuff not because you don't believe in what you stand like you don't it's not because you don't believe in what you're saying or you don't stand by what you're saying it's because you were wanting to preserve a relationship with your family and they're not trying to preserve that with you. Like they're not giving you that same courtesy of any of this at all. And it can really suck to recognize that. But if you are taking the burden of having a positive relationship with your family, if you're taking all of that burden, you're going to crumble. Like that's impossible to fucking do. If like there are some people who are able to have relationships with their family who have different differing political views. And that's because of where they fall on the spectrum and how they respect each other. There are some people who aren't like who have been like fiscally conservative and haven't like aren't fully on like the QAnon Trump train. But they like love their kids and they respect their kids and understand that their kids are smart. And if their kids are telling them something that they're going to listen and then do their own research. But if someone just has those walls up, there's nothing you can do to break those down. Those have to come down again, cult deprogramming and all of that stuff. But I just think like, like you said, like have that conversation, like just tell them again, like I'm I've told you before and like not wanting to make it political. It is political. (laughs) Like that's what it is. You're like, here's the thing. This is what I would do. But again, also, I am a lot and have a very different, like, ho- like d- different relationship. But I would have been like, here's the thing. Um, I uh, I voted for Biden. I think Trump and I know Trump is a fucking fascist and a white supremacist and he is awful. And I'm 
not coming home because this pandemic is real and all of this shit is fucking real and people's lives are at stake and I'm not coming home. Like, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I am disappointed in you as people. And I am until you can actually have some compassion and human decency and listen to science and everything like that. Like I am not going to stand by and like, let you harass me or just like be on my fucking ass about doing something that I've stated that I am not comfortable doing for my own safety and my own health and yours and everybody else in the fucking Mm -hmm. world. And until you can, and until like, that's okay. And you can respect that. Like I'm not fucking talking to you. And then if they call you and like, and they start bringing it up again, it's like, no, I'm going to hang up on you. Like I'm letting you know right now that I'm going to hang up on you. And then if you call again, I'm going to just ignore you. Mm -hmm. Like you, there is no, like pleasantries until they respect your boundaries. Right. And that's something that like, when you respect someone's boundaries, that needs to be like, that's the, that's the beginning of the conversation. That's like, I'm respecting your boundaries first. So then, you know, we can have a conversation. I'm not going to fucking, if you don't make that crystal clear. And I'm saying this like, as if like to your parents, in that sense of like, if they don't make it crystal clear that they see and respect your boundaries, they do not fucking deserve these conversations with you. They don't deserve that because then that's so mentally taxing on you that like you can be having a conversation with them, like trying to update them on your life or whatever. And then suddenly out of the blue, they start spewing some like hateful like shit or whatever. Like that's not fair. Or because, taking a peanut out their mouth and throwing it at oh you. Oh my God. Like it's just so deplorable and so disgusting. And that's not how families treat, that's not how families should treat each other. And people who like claim to be like, Oh my God, I'm so maternal. I'm so paternal. Like love my kids unconditionally. If they can't provide that for you and be that for you, you don't need to be that for them. Mm -hmm. It's not your responsibility. You as a kid do not owe your parents that shit. You don't. And there's this idea that like parents who are assholes or manipulative or whatever that like, oh, well, I brought you into this world. Like I can do like blah, blah. No, you don't. mm -mm. That was their choice. It was their fucking choice. And you don't owe them shit. And you have to focus on your boundaries and your comfortability and stand by that. And they can choose to respect that or not. But mm-hmm. you can't bridge that gap in that relationship if they're not going to do it. Because yeah, it's not impossible. Exactly. No. So you also, just say your piece and, and let it be. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid of ignoring fucking calls. Like, mm-hmm. what, listen, that, what the fuck are they going to do? Show up. Make sure you have locks and they don't have like keys <laughs> and stuff. But um, also like the idea that like, the peanut reaction was to watching john oliver i'm sorry just that's john oliver it's not like you said like oh so here i was watch like do you know what I mean like john yeah. oliver like obviously like very political like left-leaning but like <laughs> all he does is spit facts yeah li- li- literally he's like probably like the it's not like you were like <laughs> I was was I was watching Trevor Noah and then it's like oh like you're ah even like any sort of like but even Trevor I don't know Noah, mainstream all he does is share facts again. That's what I mean like anything that's on television that needs to be like fact checked that is like straight that way it's not like the that the fact that that is the reaction and then we are not allowed to have like the same adverse reaction when people are like yeah so I was watching Ben Shapiro and it's like oh I'm just supposed to like let you I'm just supposed to like agree to disagree and let you have your like absolutely misogynistic sexist racist awful un in like incorrect statistics and shit i'm just to let you fucking do that and not do anything normalize spitting peanuts back on people <laughs> my favorite thing on tiktok right now is people like practicing like getting their voices ready to say <clears throat> 
Well, if you don't like it here, you can leave. <laughs> I love it. I love the role reversal we've been able to have. I love it. There's like all these TikToks of like Trump supporters like crying mm-hmm. about like him losing. The and all the comments the are like, you with fucking... the flag on. <laughs> we lost. That's what it said. It's I... over died <sighs> i died i like fully fucking died and all of the comments are like you fucking snowflake <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings yeah. uh <sighs> and maybe it's a just, beautiful place right it now. is i was gonna say maybe you just spew some like really political stuff too so mm-hmm. then like they don't even want you there yeah you know just be like this is what it, if i came this is what it would be and the thing is, like, the things that you were saying will not be political. They will just be facts. <laughs> Literally, science. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Ugh. I hope your boyfriend's family is um, liberal. But even so, you guys have each other. Yeah. Like, stay where you are, what you say you're going to do anyway, and just be in your bubble and be happy in your bubble. And, mm-hmm. you know... They can catch your feelings next year, probably the year yeah. after that, but whatever. Yeah, you need to unplug from your relationship with them if it's all, if it's going to do is uh, cause you more anxiety and frustration. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. happy holidays. Happy holidays and best of luck. I do not fucking envy you. Me either. Normalize right. abandoning your family. Sorry, what? <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Next call. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Megan, Melissa, and probably not guests because of COVID times. So I've been struggling a little bit with feeling like I am really successful in most of my life, except when it comes to dating. So as context, I'm 25. I have a master's degree. I'm starting a great career. I live with a roommate in a city that I really love, and I have wonderful friends and family. And I've had some, and I'm really involved in my hobbies and have met great people through that. I live a really full life except when it comes to dating. It just hasn't really worked out for me the past couple of years. And while I think ultimately, like, I am really happy, I do feel really fulfilled, I can't help but feel like something is missing in my life because I really would like to get married eventually. I really would like to build a life with someone and have a partner with me. Um, any advice for, and I, I think also, like, I keep my standards pretty high. Um, because I think I'm pretty cool and I want someone to kind of meet me at my level, especially when it comes to like ambition and drive, because as you might have guessed, I'm a pretty ambitious person and I'm very passionate about the things that I do. I don't work in a career that makes a lot of money, but it is one that makes a big difference in the world. And it's something that I really love and love doing. Um, do you guys have any advice for kind of dealing with a feeling where you know that you're a good catch, you know that you're a good person, you know that you have a lot to bring to someone that you would date, but it just hasn't really worked out for you for whatever reason? And maybe some advice and kind of maybe places that I wouldn't necessarily think to look going forward. Love you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. This is hard. Like, I'll level with you. This is, this is really fucking hard. And I think this is uh, something I, a lot of people deal with. Um, This is something I have said multiple times on the podcast. Sydney had like a sit down conversation with me who was like, you're going to fucking die alone if you don't actually date people. Uh, Because I was very 
like similar in that kind of sense. I don't think there's anything wrong with having um, high standards. I mm-hmm. think that there is, we should know the difference between having high standards and being picky because picky to me is like nitpicky and really kind of like surface level. And also picky usually, I mean, not to like therapize it, but like picky usually means that like, I'm actually like trying to find something wrong because like, I'm not ready to date and I can't recognize that. But having high standards is like totally valid if you know what those things are. And I think that the best advice that I can give when it comes to like finding a relationship um, and someone who meets you where you where you're at is like really just like establishing that shit right off the bat like establishing like I'm only going to swipe right on dating apps of people who are over this age are employed I'm going to ask these questions right off the bat like I'm going to kind of like get those filters and weed those other people out because that's how you get exhausted Mm -hmm. you get exhausted by going through all of these people who are so not your like what you're looking for or um when you give people too much like people you don't fucking know don't deserve the benefit of the doubt like i don't know you i don't know you like i'm i'm gonna go based off of what i know but like getting to know someone and like and hoping they're gonna fit everything and that it versus just straight up asking and like normalizing kind of like weeding through those people quicker and then the dating pool will it be smaller yes but then you know at least right off the bat those are people who already uh meet those things that you're looking for in a relationship. And then from there, you see if you're compatible and you see if like off paper and like chemistry wise, like if you are into them like that, but I would say you're 25. Um, I, I mean, are there any dating apps for like professionals? Isn't there a couple? I mean, there are, but it's still just the same people that are going to be on tinder and yeah whatever because anybody can be on them (laughs) you know yeah um but i would say like for me you know i'm a single gal i'm pretty successful and you're successful and um i you know when i'm in the mood to date then i date and when i'm not in the mood to date i don't date and right now during the pandemic I'm not dating because like, I don't feel like that I need to invest all my time into something for somebody that I potentially like, if I let them in my bubble, then that's going to be the only person that I'm going to be able to see Mm -hmm. because then we've got to, you know, close out the bubble. But saying like on that same page, like you have to like put yourself out there. You didn't say if you were like, you know, like even pre-pandemic you didn't say if you were like maybe going to like events where you're meeting people or you know being on dating apps and actually like you didn't even mention if you were on any dating apps Mm -hmm. um so what are you doing to put yourself out there yeah I think that's the biggest thing and um again pre pre slash post pandemic Mm -hmm. asking your friends and like work friends especially and like colleagues saying like hey like would love to get set up if you know anybody Mm -hmm. like the people who know you who you like trust who can kind of like figure like if from their own circle who they think would be like a great fit for you yeah um and i would also say like that if if you're going if you're on dating apps what kind of person are you on dating apps? Are you a person who always has the app on your phone and like 
you kind of mindlessly will like scroll and then like swipe through and then you like won't check it for a couple of days and you'll come back. Are you the person who checks every single day or are you the person who like downloads for a month, hates it, then gets rid of it and then does it again? Because right. it is a game of numbers on a dating app. Like it truly is like you actually have to swipe through people that you wouldn't have to do in the real world like mm-hmm. at all. And so there's going to be more people you're not interested in and more rejection then there are like people you like and people who are also into you. Like that's just more, it's going to be more on both ends. And so I think personally, if you're going to be on dating apps, you have to put the effort into them when you're, you need to figure out which way works best for you. You need to Mm -hmm. figure out, am I someone who needs to kind of micromanage and like, again, post pandemic, um, I really want to go on some dates. So am I going to like, I'm going to sign up for these dating apps and I'm going to make it. So I'm going to go on two dates a week and I'm going to like message these people and I'm going to do all of this and like have a game plan for how you're going to do it. Or is it like, it takes me a while to warm up to an idea. So like, I'm going to keep it downloaded on my phone and then swipe through until I feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. with it. And then from there also see which apps you like more. I would assume I would recommend ones that have, uh, that are connected to like, um, Instagram and like Facebook and stuff. So you can see people's like, you know, more of their like job stuff and see what they're into, but then come up with like a list of questions that like, what's really important to you is like ambition and say like, ask like, Oh, like what's your, what, 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 like, what do you do for work? And then from there, it's like, Oh, so like, what is that like your dream job? Or like, what's like your, if you have like an ultimate goal, what's like your ultimate like career goal or like Mm -hmm. life goal? And you can really just like suss it out from there. And anybody who is also attracted to those things isn't going to fucking find it weird. Like you don't have to, and not that you said that you did this, but like we don't have to kind of, I don't know, like tone down ourselves or like, like breadcrumb people and like spoon feed people, uh, our personalities and what we're looking for, um, to then hope that that's how we get the outcome we want. Like you're mm-hmm. the outcome exists, whether or not you are right straight up right off the bat, or you kind of like slowly ease into it. All that, the slow one, all of does is fucking waste your time. Yeah. Like some, it's like the same thing when people like aren't comfortable asking someone if they're like looking for like a serious relationship. I'm like the longer, no, it doesn't matter when you ask that the answer is the same. The mm-hmm. answer is already the fucking same. And so like you just ask it now and then you're not wasting your time. There's really very few things that like we can say and do and like the way we go about something that's going to change an answer. Mm -hmm. And I think during the pandemic, if you have time, this is the perfect time to practice and figure out what you want. mm -hmm. Um, You can like, like Megan was saying earlier, making a list of what it is that you actually want and then get on a dating app and just start talking to dudes. And yep. you can, it, it's easier, you know, because you, you're not like under that pressure, not that there should ever be pressure, but under that, um, con- that like end goal of like, I'm going to go on a date with this person in, per- in person. It's like, I'm going, I'm trying to get to know someone right now. And that's all. It's just yeah. about getting to know somebody. So I'd practice. Yeah. And also you can be like, up front with the people too, where it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I've like, not really like, I'm like, so out of the dating game. And like this pandemic dating is like super weird. Like, Mm -hmm. can we FaceTime? Like, you know, I just would love to like, let's like, yeah, you treat it like, even if they live like on your street for Mm -hmm. right now, treat it like 
you're in a long distance relationship. And then, you know how we always say with long distance relationships, you know, always have like an end goal. If this is someone that you actually like could like and could be in a relationship with, then you treat it like as an end goal, like eventually we can meet up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we're going to be safe about it, you know. Depending on your job, too. Is there anybody from like work that you think is like? No, no, no. Don't date at work. Okay. Do not date at work. See, this is my issue. I've never had a normal job. And I'm like, I date everybody. If 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 you break up, then you're just bringing just like not just like work drama, but like, yeah, work like relationship drama and stuff. And but I don't. How about this? You, I don't think you said you, I think she's done with her master's program. Mm -hmm. Was there anybody from like school that you like were kind of like, this is the same thing that you saying. like, you can date someone who's like right down the street, the same way that you would date someone like long distance. But like, is there anybody you've been into like from like, hello, everybody's like texting people out of the woodwork or talking out of the woodwork or even asking like old classmates um, or like coworkers, you can still ask like, Hey, I'm like, you know, trying to date. Uh, obviously pandemic dating is hard. And if you're not having success on the apps, because it's like, you know, a lot of you're getting tired and not powering through all of the um, messages of the guys being like, (laughs) still down to get my dick sucked, even though we're in a pandemic. Um, You can like tell your like coworkers and people like that. Like if you, anyone you would be like down to set me up with or Mm -hmm. anything. Also, a lot of people are newly single in this fucking pandemic. That's true. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I there's I don't think there's any secret place where people hide at mm-hmm. all. It's just about being more upfront with what you want. And it's going to feel like those people have like been hiding and like they're there all along. But mm-hmm. it's just because you're asking the right questions yeah. and you're looking for something and you're being specific and intentional. And that's that's how you find the people that you're actually into. Yep. But best of luck. Um, definitely a hard time to, uh, start dating. So if you're a part of our Patreon or our Facebook group, um, if anybody else has any, you know, experiences or, um, tips on pandemic dating, drop Drop a a comment, drop a line. All right. Ready for don't blame then. So fucking ready. This is, uh, where, uh, a call, a, a, a listener from a previous episode. Nope. This is when a listener <laughs> calls in with their own personal experience from uh, a different call that we've had. All right. So this is from episode 21 of the season, season six for someone who um, is renting from um, the original call caller was renting um, a room in her friend's house. Mm-hmm. And so this is someone calling with similar experience. Oh, never mind. We've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. I knew what you were going to say. Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So um, I was calling in about the girl who was moving in to her friend's like house and her friend owned the house. So recently I finally got out of my lease, but my lease was... Um, my like landlord, we weren't really fr- we weren't friends before I met, but um, before we met and I moved in. But she, her parents owned the house, and she you know found all her roommates. And it was to- it was her, um, one of the guys who was like, uh, like a boyfriend of her cousins or something, 
and then two other guys who she was like really really close friends with like friends since like middle school and so I was really like the one that she like didn't really know um and I just want to say like for starters I felt like I got really taken advantage of because she kind of just like wrote whatever she wanted in the lease agreement so like when I was trying to get rid of my lease and I was trying to find someone to sublet she literally would like like if she wrote in the lease that if she just didn't like the person she had every right to say no not renting out to them so I literally felt like when I was trying to find someone that she would literally like make shit up on the spot but um besides that I just want to say like um at least for me I felt really alienated in the house because one I wasn't really friends with any of them and two it was very much like her house and she wanted things done her way so like if you wash your dishes but then left them in the sink for too long she would like text you it'd be like kind of kind of like fucking annoying about it and would be like oh like you need to clean out your dishes like there's a like there's a bunch of us that can need to clean out your shit and I'm like okay but like yeah, like, it was very much her house. Like, things had to always be clean. Like, we had a chore chart, and she controlled the chore chart. So, like, if she left for a weekend, she wasn't going to do chores. But um, if you were gone, like, I was gone the entire week once, and she still made me do chores because it was, like, my chore week. But she would, like, switch things around for her benefit. But, yeah, it was um, it was an okay living situation. But, like, um, I definitely felt like I got taken advantage of. But I also think that was like, and I was young and dumb and looking for a cheap place. But um, if you could honestly avoid ever living with her landlord, I would never fucking do it again. Like it absolutely fucking sucks, and it makes it really weird all the time. But yeah, I hope that helps. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's their house, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yep. That's how that's how I feel about it. And when I lived with my landlord, it was her house. It was what ever she wanted goes and i understood that Mm -hmm. you have to understand that this is not a friendship it's a it's a business relationship yeah and i think the callback uh that's that's i think can be especially especially tricky when it's the parents who own it Mm -hmm. because then it kind of feels like oh we're all lucking out and then it's like oh no No, it's still their (laughs) house Mm -hmm. at the end of the Mm -hmm. day Um, because at that point the parents might own it, but if you're thinking of it on like a landlord relationship, it's like the parents own it, but then you're the person that's staying there, their child is like the manager of the building. Yeah, so they still have she's shape. the super. Yeah. Uh um the original caller from this episode, um slide into our DMs. Please. <laughs> Please. Um you might already know like it might be like we're all on the same wavelength um but we would you know we can you know we'll tease it in the sense that we got a message after that episode when that call came out um and wasn't from the original caller Mm -hmm. and we would love uh to discuss with you um and don't worry, we're we always keep it discreet. We, we do, and we always take screenshots. So mm-hmm. receipts, baby. Receipts. <laughs> receipts. 
Oh, wow. Well, um, that's it for our episode. If you all enjoyed, um, please uh, leave us a review on the podcast app. We would love it. If you want to listen uh, ad-free, we're on Stitcher Premium. We also have our Patreon where you can watch all the video versions, only a dollar a month. And then we also have our $5 tier, which really helps us continue to do this show and continues to let us put the keep the lights on and <laughs> helps us out with uh, the lack of ads that um covid has hit um us with so we would wholeheartedly appreciate that we do um two live streams a month and they're like just zooms where we like all hang out and talk about shit we've done themed ones unthemed ones but it's a good time um and i also recommend that for people who are you know maybe not having a ton of social interaction if it's it's very friend like like it is very like gabbing with your friends um gabbing with the gals and guys and it's a great non-binary pals Mm -hmm. and it's also a great way to get to know other um like listeners in the community and there's like a lot of people who've become friends with each other through that like obviously through the facebook group is a great way for people to like meet each other and become friends but also especially through like the zooms and live streams and stuff you really get to know people um which always like warms my heart me too if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, send us an audio message at meganpodcast.gmail.com under three minutes, 18 or over, or get your parents' permission otherwise. And follow us on socials. Watch my show on Food Network app. Woohoo! <laughs> what else? Oh, um, a, a, a phone bank for Georgia. Let's help Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Anything Georgia else? Georgia on my mind. Anything you want to promote? Um, I've got several podcasts that I'm now producing that are new to the roster. So I've got Behind the Wills, which is a like a show that dissects like hip hop and R and B music. Um, it's very fun with a DJ, international known DJ that's done like parties with Issa Rae and like. Will Smith and Jada Smith, like he's a big deal. So tune I should in. get Mots to listen. That sounds yeah, like up his alley. It's fun. Um, that one's brand new. Then I've got um another one that I've produced before, but I'm back, bitches, on Just Between Ups with Gabby and Allison. And then another one called uh Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, which is a movie review show. If you watch the Astronomy Club on Netflix, three of the actors from that show are on there and it's dissecting black mus- uh movies. So Hell yeah. Yeah. Boss bitch energy. Working oh, so yeah. fucking much. So much. So I love it. <laughs> She's smiling. <laughs> She's surviving. Yeah. She's fucking surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, guys. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Follow the podcast yeah. on Instagram. Buy my book. And that's it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't be nice to racists. Mm-hmm. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.